listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 51, where we will be discussing chapter four in City of Glass, In the Dark Forest. I'm Kristen. Chapter 14. You said chapter four. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. We're going to be discussing chapter 14 of City of Glass, In the Dark Forest. Woo-hoo. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I guess this is just our lives. This is how we podcast. Yeah. So many mistakes. (laughs) It's 11, 10, 15, um, Monday evening, and we're recording the intro for you tomorrow morning. Because we want it to be hot and fresh. Yeah, this is how much we love Super you Super fun all. times. I got out of bed to do this. <laughs> I'm that old. I know. My husband's like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, I'm going to bed. I'm like, mm, no, you're not. You have a whole routine. And he's like, and he's like, yeah. he's like, so you'll be up around 1230. And I was like, no, it's just an intro. And he's like, so you'll be up around 1230. That's what Jason said, too. He was like. I, I thought you said that you had to uh, get out of battle, like you had to get ready for battle. <laughs> yes, that's what I was expecting. Not bed. She had so to put on armor. Uh, I do have my um, bougie sweatshirt on. I don't know if you guys can tell. Oh it's yeah, cold in my house. <laughs> it's like fake fur or something. I don't know how to describe it, but boots with the fur. <laughs> I got it at Costco for twelve dollars, and it's warm. It's <laughs> Did delicious. You pair them with your apple bottom jeans. Um, with Old Navy oh, yoga okay. pants. <laughs> Same difference, right? Same difference. It's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Oh, my gosh. Okay, oh. so we do have a couple of things of note to discuss. Um, the first being, we've been saying all of the Latin in the book wrong. <laughs> Are you no, surprised? Not at all. <laughs> So one of our listeners, uh, Gabby, uh, messaged us on, on Instagram and very kindly let us know that we were doing it wrong. Yo, bitch. But like, in you the nicest up. way, she's like, hey, you know that dead language? Well, I did learn a little bit of it, and I know a little bit. And we were like, oh, yeah, we don't know anything. That's nice. So apparently... The V's in Latin are pronounced like W, like a W. So I'm going to attempt. That's so strange. <laughs> I'm going to attempt, and it's going to be real bad. <laughs> Let's hear it. Okay, hold yeah. on. I got to read it again because. Okay. So she wrote it out phonetically because she's an angel and we're idiots. So. <laughs> It's awe at que wale. Okay. We, you read it and it sounds we've good. We've been pronouncing it as ave at que vale, which sounds equally impressive yeah. to me. I don't know. I would have never known. I agree. How would you know? Yeah. Yes. You know, dead language and all that. You're amazing. Yes, thank you very it, much seriously. for telling us. That's fun. All jokes aside, we really appreciate it because, like, yeah, we would have never fucking known. And 
it makes us sound smarter, but like the rambling beforehand makes us sound stupider because that's how we roll. <laughs> we could have, yeah, we could have fooled you guys all, but you know what? We're all about being authentic. <laughs> <laughs> we have a blue check mark next to our name. Okay, we're authentic. No, we don't. <laughs> I don't nope. even think we could get a blue oh. check mark. Oh. We're not that good. We're I don't even popular. know how you would get that. You have to apply for it. And you have to have like a certain oh. number of followers and stuff for them to give it to you. Well, it's in my head. It's on my personal. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was like, can we just like <laughs> Photoshop one into our picture? <laughs> into our yeah. logo. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god (laughs) awesome um yeah so robin no i was just gonna say and robin has something else for us (laughs) oh great hi guys so we have another little bit of shadow hunter news and um it's a post that cassie shared on instagram and um I could tell you the date she shared it, but I took a screenshot, so I don't really know. Anyway, she's announcing um, this partnership with uh, Lumicrate, who who are doing um, archive boxes featuring the Infernal Devices, which arguably is the best trilogy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I've only read three. Well, two. TMI in total is Is one trilogy. it's six One. books, but we break That's, it up. Trilogy yeah. means three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I agree I, with you. I mean, it, it arguably, but I haven't read Chain of Gold mm-hmm. yet. It is. And I really like Mark Blackthorne, so maybe not. It, I don't know. It's we'll certainly see. It's, it's well arguably because I'm arguing with myself. Well, I'm sorry. What was that? Yes. It's arguably because I'm arguing with myself on which one I like the best. <laughs> I like them all. Okay. Anyway, the book's going to contain, the box set is going to be all three editions that are, um, have new cover work and, um, it's based off the 10th anniversary edition of Clockwork Angel. Um, so it's, I'm assuming it's going to be kind of like the city Mm -hmm. of bones anniversary editions were, um, it's also going to contain three pieces of merchandise. Um, one, which will feature artwork from Cassandra Jean and, um, there, the box is priced at seventy pounds. Okay, mm-hmm. euros. I think it's pounds. I don't. Um... Is it the L with the squiggly line? Yes. That's pounds. Yeah, pounds. Seventy pounds plus shipping. Anyway, and they're going to be shipping out in May. So they're doing a pre-sale for customers that have purchased their previous box. Um, oh, gotcha. And some special editions mm-hmm. before. Which is unfortunately not me, although I don't know if I'd have to wrangle up the money. So I don't know. Anyway, general sale is going to begin on Sunday, the 31st of January at 3 p.m. GMT. And then um, who knows how fast they're going to sell out. But that's when the pre-sale begins. Probably like super fast. So um, all the actual details are on um, Illumicrate's. Instagram or you can go to Cassandra Claire's Instagram and she shared the post right on a while back 
and so um, is Illumicrate like just a website that does this for books? It's it's like a it's a monthly I, subscription book subscription. I think it's monthly. It might be okay. seasonally. I think it's monthly though. But it's like a book subscription box. So you get like a book or whatever, and they'll partner with like new releases or stuff like that, and do like themed boxes. Awesome. Very yeah. cool. That's cool. I could dig some merch. Oh, and I know, and then yeah. I'm just saying, I bet they're going to be gorgeous. Oh, yeah. You know they're going to have, like, foil, and they're going to have painted edges, and it's going to look fucking awesome. And I'm, I'm going to be jealous. Yeah. And it says it's going to be stamped, signed with Cassandra Clare's signature. Nice. So that's cool. And then, oh, uh, the Chain of Iron um, uh, hardcover, first edition hardcover is on pre-order. Comes out. In March. Hi, Magnus. Magnus has Magnus Sorry. has joined the chat. <laughs> <laughs> he just climbed right up there. Did you see the picture of him in the tree? Yes. We'll have to share that on our Instagram tomorrow. Yeah. So everybody can enjoy Magnus being a tree topper. As soon as I got the lights <laughs> off, he was like, game on. Let's go. That's and I'm like, great. really? It- at least he, he waited all the way to the top of the fucking and I we kept trying to get him that down and he just kept going back up there. I'm like, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> Did you call a firefight? <laughs> I should have. I should have. Mm-hmm. Fuck. This is why you you got the brains, man. I don't got them. I'm not that quick. <laughs> there's a cat stuck in my tree. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Bitch, it's your Christmas Such tree. Such a missed opportunity. <laughs> Holy shit, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> oh, my, oh, oh, my damn. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you guys say we cut the chit-chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworld or Dish. Once again, we begin our adventure with Clary waking up. <laughs> it's been three days since V-Tang unleashed the Karens. Or the demons? <laughs> Clary's been plagued with, with... Okay, I just have to share with the class. I don't usually like to interrupt the recaps, but when I wrote this out, I said, V-Tang unleashed the Kraken, and my intention was going to be like, unleash the Kraken. But um, the iPhone automatically corrected it to Karen, it and I feel like it's a sign that it was meant yes. to stay there. Yeah. So he unleashed the Karens, <laughs> or demons. Anyway. Clary's been plagued with fitful dreams about the unfinished rune Ethereal showed her. Simon and Clary have a heart-to-heart about good versus evil. It's interrupted by Aline, who drops the bombshell we all needed. Sebastian isn't actually Sebastian. He's an imposter. And Clary needs to tell the Lightwoods and Luke on the ASAP. In true form, Clary bounds off like a shot to the Accords Hall and enters the meeting, breaking about 50 school rules. She finds Luke and tells him about faux Sebastian, and he tells her that she missed Max's funeral. They start to unfold V-Tang's plan, a la Hodge, when they are interrupted by Amita's screams. It's V-Tang, and he's pulling his best Raphael impression. Hologram mode, activated. <laughs> he starts calling out rando shadow hunters, shaming Clary, and of course, monologuing. He lays his demands on the table, and Quizzy two times can't handle his life, and tries to stand up to V-Tang, but gets his just desserts, when V-Tang reaches into his chest and murders him. Murder. The demands are simple. <laughs> 
Complete allegiance, including a royalty rune or death by dun, demon. Dun, dun. So Jason quit. Nope. <laughs> <clears throat> Jason Alec, still in their white morning clothes, along with Clary and Simon, are chilling in the living room of the abandoned house the Lightwoods are currently squatting in after moving out of the penhallows. Jace, harnessing the incredible power of his teenage angst, is, as per usual, acting like a total dick. An argument could be made that Jace is in the throes of the grieving process after losing Max, and I'll admit, the first time I read this scene, I was wholly sympathetic to Jace's attitude. But as an adult, I would point out that Alec, the eldest Lightwood, and the one who was in charge of his younger siblings at the time of the attack, and who entrusted Sebastian with Max and Isabel's safety, is in fact not acting like a jaded little bitch. <laughs> Everyone grieves differently. I'm just saying. <laughs> totally get it. Now, I know everyone handles grief and tragedy oh. differently. <laughs> Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> However, it is important to note that your feelings do not give you a right to be a giant asshole to your loved ones. And uh, to your loved ones who are in no way at fault for said tragedy. Absolutely. For those of you who can't see me, which is everybody, I just performed a backflip dismount off my snow- my soapbox and am prepared to finish out my segment sans for further psychoanalysis. Psychoanalysis. Stop giving yourself such big words. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to spell them, but I can't say them. Clary, used to her brother lover's turbulent moods, is distracted, wondering where the inhabitants of the house the Lightwoods have been com- have commandeered went and why. As much as I like to take the higher ground here and say Clary's internal musings about the kind of people that lived in the house are super bratty and unfair, I can't because I totally thought the same thing. <laughs> Listen, Linda. I never said I was a saint. I can be judgy from time to time. Trust me, I'm working on it. Just ask my therapist. So, but she's kind of like, who would just leave in the middle of like, we're about to go to war. Like, how dare you? And I kind of like, you're a shadow hunter. It's kind of like your job. Yeah. Like, like I get it. It seems like an old person lived there because there's like old candy and stuff. And everybody knows that grandma has old candy in the dishes, right? Okay. No one eats Where it. do we even buy those strawberry things? <laughs> The same place you buy the butter cookies that the tin is always filled with sewing supplies. Yes. (laughs) Yep. They're actually really great to store like embroidery floss and stuff in because they're just kind of keeps everything together. Awesome. I'm just saying. Anyway. I can't do, I don't like shortbread or butter cookies or anything like that. Oh my God, those are delicious. I love shortbread. Mm. It's my fave. I can't. I I don't like cookies really. I don't know. Give me some ice cream, bro. I'll destroy that. (laughs) I mean, you like cookies. I don't know. I like Oreos, but unless I make them home, they're just like crunchy and I don't know. I just oh, don't like store bought. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a big fan mm-hmm. of store bought cookies. I like at homemade cookies. Yeah. <gasps> Wasn't there something you had for us? Bakewell tarts. Oh yeah, I'm gonna bring them when we do our. That's great. Christmas party. That's great. I'm I mean, I can't eat them, but yeah. Why? I'm allergic to cherries. Oh my god, that's right. That's right. No one knows because no one eats fucking cherry yeah. anything. So I it's never a thing. Diet wild cherry Pepsi. Maybe you can just eat the outside. 
Like, because I think it's yeah. just in the middle, right? I could yeah, totally, there's a layer. I could totally eat the outside. Yeah. There's a cherry just in the middle mm-hmm. is what it is, I think. I don't know. I'm afraid I'm not going to like the, because I think it might be shortbread. I think it, it is. Might, yeah. yeah, but, but maybe mixed in with the stuff. I don't know. I wanted to try it, so. Mm-hmm. Do it. I like mm-hmm. it. And then I bought some, uh, their gingerbread marzipan. I don't know if I've ever had marzipan yeah. before. You like? Oh yeah, you you are weird. You like it. Mm-hmm. It's Omar's like mar- favorite candy. Like he doesn't actually like candy, but he loves marzipan. Mar- marzipan is not candy. It's is disgusting. that what's like Bernie gave me once? I think it's he like a de la rosa. It's like a, a dish. Yes, it was very good. Uh-huh. It's like nuts, Cajo- yeah. cacahuates. Anyway, I'm that's down. a big sidebar. It's in a covered in fudge. They're from Germany, I think. Mm. Anyway. We bought them for our British-themed Christmas party that I'm forcing you guys to have by buying little things to go with it. Oh, I'm I'm totally down to do a full-on, like, UK Christmas. I was going to buy Christmas crackers, too, but they only have socks in them that I saw. Oh, okay. Like, they're literally just socks inside, so I was like, eh. Must be gimmicky, something. Yeah, it's just Target. I gotcha. And I think the ones at Costco did, too, Mm. just socks, but yeah. Okay, I bought, I got some already. Good. I like it. There's four of them. There awesome. are four of them. So I like it. Oh, okay. What a terrible time. Okay. F- really Where quickly. I? Oh yeah. I have a question. Yeah. So the they're obviously the Lightwoods are staying at the Penhallow's house. They were. Yeah. They were. So um. Do they not have a house there? Like you would think every family has a house there. The Lightwoods. I think they had to give up their house when they got oh, banished. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, okay. Because otherwise, wouldn't they be at their family houses? Yeah, exactly. Like one of their family houses? Mm-hmm. Because as far as we know, Robert's family and Maris's family are gone, right? Like, Oh, right. We never talk about their grandparents or anything. Right. Yeah. So so I'm assuming that they're dead, mm-hmm. you know? And that's not unusual for Shadowhunters, right? Like, sure. It is weird that they didn't. Oh, I guess, like you said, they would have to give it up. That's what I'm thinking. I think mm-hmm. they had to give up their property in Alicante and and get banished to New York. I think that was part of the, like, that makes the deal punishment okay. thing. But that also really fucking sucks for, like, Alec, who was a baby and, like, obviously he wasn't at fault. And so now he doesn't have an ancestral home in yeah. Alicante. Like, it's kind of fucked up. He doesn't get a bougie house. Right. I mean, he could buy one. I, he, I mean, he could. Could but, he, though? Because they've already studied the map. Right. <laughs> well, they found they found an empty house, and I'm sure okay. I'm sure after, you know, our our demon whatever three days ago, I'm sure yeah. there are a few open houses. <laughs> That's fair. A lot of people actually left the clave. Yeah. yeah. So or there died. You go. I don't know. Which now that makes me feel bad because, like, the people in this house might have died. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to me, I was thinking, like, if you have, like, little children, Mm -hmm. peace, bitch. I got a three-year-old or something. Yep. Yep. What are you going to do? Maybe leave my husband there and then, like, I would go. mm -hmm. Yep. Or vice versa, I guess, if the woman was the more badass warrior or leave your husband with the kids and then, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I think I just fucked up the doc. Of course so, you did. Something I did. I'm just kidding. I'm That's gonna... fine. I just tried to scroll. Okay. <clears throat> it's all good. Okay. So ignoring Jace's broody tendencies, the group discusses the semantics of V-Tang's hologram murdering Quizzy two times. Yep. We're, and we're all still hum- humped. <laughs> we're all still stumped. Yeah. I want to know what. Yep. I mean, obviously it's black magic, but what? Yeah. It Sorry. has to be. Right. I'll mm-hmm. stop interrupting. No, no. You're totally fine. 
Simon, who in my humble opinion is has the best case for the role of audience surrogate, um, asks the question we've all been wondering, has there ever been an Inquisitor who didn't die a horrible death? Seriously. <laughs> it kind of makes me wonder if there's not like some rumored curse surrounding the position of Inquisitor. Like there'd have to be, right? At least among the kids or the teenagers, yeah. like someone's gonna make that up and start spreading that rumor, they right? Will now, like the next Inquisitor, they're they're gonna be like, "Be careful, yeah, watch your step." Exactly. Of course, no one bothers to answer Simon, and Alec mentions that his parents don't even know about the whole twenty-four hours to live thing, since cell reception is shitty in Alicante, and they haven't come back from the necropolis yet. Isabel, who was too distraught to even attend Max's funeral, has locked herself in her room and, whoa, like that's, that's some heavy shit. That's something you're going to think about for the rest of your life. 100%. Like, you can't get that day back. No. Mm -mm. That's rough. Mm -hmm. And like, knowing that like someone is that distraught who can't go, and then just like kind of seeing it from the outside and being like, fuck. Like, I get that you're so upset, but, like, this is not going to be something that you're going to live easy with for the rest of your life. It seems to me like she probably, everybody left, and she was like, no, no, no. And then everyone left, and she was just kind of sitting there in the quiet, probably regretting it, honestly. I could, even even if she didn't regret it now, or a week, or a month, or whatever, eventually she's going to have to deal with that that whole like missing that whole step in the grieving process Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily of like oh you should do this or you should do this it's like this was an opportunity that is probably going to be something that you're going to think about that you didn't take you know what I mean like not necessarily one way or the other I mean everybody's different but I feel like that's something that you would think about and Mm -hmm. really people are incredibly capable of beating themselves up for me, like, I don't know. Obviously, like you said, you said everybody processes grief differently. Yeah. But for me, when my, my grandma was sick, like she was mm-hmm. on hospice. We knew she was, mm-hmm. she had a stroke and just kind of went like downhill right. from there. And she looked like she was getting better and then didn't. But when she died, like the day, like the morning, basically she mm-hmm. died. I was very, like, I was able to drive to her, calm and collected, spend time with my mom, be there for my mom and kind of talk to the firefighters come because they have to mm-hmm. like double check that she passed right and then yeah. you know the funeral home has to come and you're dealing with lots of people when you don't want to be right dealing with those people oh yeah and so i was able to do that as you know because it was like five years ago mm-hmm. i was i was able to handle i was old enough and even after all of that and i was fine i was fine i was fine but I, without having the funeral as a place to really just be like mm-hmm. i'm allowed to let go and yep. be sad yeah. and cry and deal yeah. with it not being able to have that closure i don't know if i would still be carrying it around with me as much like right. it's easier to because my my daughter was just like mm-hmm. she was like destroyed like she, she really because she was close with mm-hmm. you know whatever my grandma and everybody and so kind of talking to her and like I don't like I can talk to her about Grammy she calls her without tearing up or like you know every once in a while it gets Mm -hmm. you or whatever Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I would have been able to do that without having that like the closure the closure Mm -hmm. and everybody's there feeling the same pain as you're feeling it's Mm -hmm. like a you you know but my uh, my uncle didn't go yeah yeah I just like 
it's that same thing where it's like I don't know that so that when my grandpa was in the hospital and he was dying like it happened like he was fine and then we get a call on Tuesday saying um he's in the hospital like he he, he had a cold and then it became pneumonia and then like other things started happening right so my mom calls me on Tuesday and she's like he's in the hospital um but it's serious like you need to drive out to bend and I'm like oh fuck and so like we get in the car and we go drive out and he died on Saturday (laughs) I'm so sorry not laughing about my grandfather passing we are laughing because there there is a a a child's potty that keeps playing music there is no child here (laughs) it's a ghost Uh, it's my mom right that's totally something oh my god yeah she hears you guys talking about death and stuff she's like y'all need to lighten up a little bit that happened so quickly yeah Yeah, and it was like the his entire hospital room was just like filled with all of us and there were a couple of family members that ended up not coming and I I know that was like a really like I don't know I either they didn't think it was really happening Mm -hmm. because it was so sudden and it was kind of like oh then now all of his organs are failing and it was it was just like something that like just happened like rapidly and you were like what is going on it's just you don't hear about a normally healthy mm-hmm. 68-year-old man, you know, just getting a cold and then just dying. Yeah. Like, that's not super normal. And so, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, that's what happened. That's what's happening with people who are getting COVID. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like yeah. Sep- sepsis, right? Like yep. Organ mm-hmm. failure that mm-hmm. causes sepsis or yeah. whatever. It's crazy. It doesn't make it any... I'm going to go take that out. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, like having that, those five days, four or five days where we were just kind of all, all day, you know, we were, you know, driving to my grandma's house and spending the night like in sleeping bags on the floor because there were so many of us. And then we'd get up and go to the hospital and, you know, having that time to see him and talk to him when he was lucid which wasn't all the time, but sometimes, you know, and just having that, like, kind of, like, I don't know how to describe it, like, camaraderie, I guess. Uh-huh. That's, it, it was, it was more impactful for me than the funeral was. Yeah. And the funeral was a big deal. Like, it was fucking huge. He knew so many people. That's so cool. But, like, the deaf community really comes out. Okay. When when there's something to come out for. So it was like we had to rent out an entire church. Like it was massive. That's great. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We did the same thing with my mom. Mm-hmm. Because she was in a coma. So yeah. We all just stayed in our little tiny room. And it was similar mm-hmm. to that. It was nice. Okay. Not really. But it was nice to have the uh-huh. family time but and tell stories. Yeah. It, I get it. Exactly. And tell stories and, you know, kind of have go through the process with other people who are going through the process. Yeah, and I would not have wanted to been in my room alone. Exactly. That's with what that. I was going to say to tie back to this. It's like they they really don't spend any time focusing other than the funeral. Mm-hmm. Matt or um Robert and Maris really just go back to the clave and start mm-hmm. like basically working again. Mm-hmm. I just and I guess they have 
you know, this huge deadline. <laughs> right. I guess, I guess there's but, an impending war. Yeah. So it's like you don't really they get have time. To push forward, but, but I think, yeah, I think they also process death that's probably fair. differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the cultural aspect of like people just, they, you grow up knowing that people you love could die immediately. Like, think you're a nine year old that's not even in the world exactly. yet? Exactly. You know, that, that had to have just been that. I mean, as much as nobody has favorite children or anything like that, mm-hmm. like that had to have been harder than losing one of their kids that they send off to battle sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Because you've prepared. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you've mentally well, prepared as much as you can prepare. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Let's be fair. You yeah. know that they're you. You understand the risks, and you know that they're going into danger. Whereas a nine-year-old, you don't expect that you're not ready for it yet. Like, mm-hmm. He didn't even have his first marks. No. Oh yeah, because that doesn't happen until they're like teenager, right? Twelve, 12 I think. Okay. Yeah, they're teenager. <laughs> okay. So, where am I? Okay. So I don't know about you, but I'm definitely of the mind that when faced with horrible realities, humor, even dark humor, especially dark humor, yes. can help with the processing of feeling, uh, can help with the processing of feelings and all that junk. So for me, the next passage sounds exactly like something I would say. <laughs> uh, quote, have you ever tried or have you tried talking to her? <laughs> have you ever tried talking to her? <laughs> quote have you tried talking to her this is simon asking about isabel no jace said we've been punching her repeatedly in the face instead why do you think that won't work there he is (laughs) that's our boy (laughs) oh but it's it it is it's like you know yep sometimes you just gotta be inappropriately funny that's my life me too yep and I wouldn't have it any other way. That's right. So it's like it's like when when I thought Bryn was missing. Oh my god, that was terrible. And you guys are like, it's fine. <laughs> we had to. She's cool. She's probably building a beer pyramid. It's fine. Yeah. Look, Chad, it's as tall as me now. Oh. All right, because so- I drink so much. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> That's probably my favorite bit that you do. <laughs> I'm a stand-up comedian. <laughs> when you tell a joke and then you're like, "Get it?" I it fucking kills me every time. Because <laughs> you have the the way you smile is just it's so like like on. You know what I mean? Like. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> she has this look at her face when she's being like really sarcastic. Cracks her up. face and then this. <laughs> it's her customer service face. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh. Those are my spirit fingers, but in my face. <laughs> Have you tried turning her off and on again? <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. So Alec thinks he might gain some headway with Isabel if she knew that Sebastian. Alec thinks they might gain some headway with Isabel if she knew the Sebastian that killed Max was not the real Sebastian Verlac and fooled everyone, even the Penhallows, without anyone being suspicious. Of course, Jace is quick to mention that he was super suspicious (laughs) of Sebastian. But 
Alec lets the real reason for Jace's dislike of the fake Sebastian, you know, the worst kept secret in the history of secrets. Cough, Clary. Cough. Wait, I was. <laughs> <laughs> before deciding none of it matters because they're all going to die in 24 hours anyways. Clary in <laughs> Clary still in denial about the patriarch of the Morganstern family wonders aloud if Vitang would really kill all the shadow hunters. I mean it's not like he's crazy or anything. This bitch. <laughs> she needs to like catch up with reality. Yeah. Did she not just watch him tear someone's heart out of their body while they were still alive? Right. To be fair, he just twisted it in there. It didn't come out. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. He right. just like went in and like grabbed it and then like he just disconnected the valves. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> he was like lefty loosey righty tighty. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. No one tried to turn him back on though, huh? Okay. Nope. They weren't into it. So Jace's self-loathing has reached maximum capacity in, co- in contrast to Clary's unrelenting optimism when he says, quote, he didn't care enough about his children not to destroy them, Jace said, meeting her eyes across the room. Their gaze is held. What makes you think he'd care about his people? Yowza. Well, you're not technically a person, you see, Jace. You're a demon. No. So he does not care about you. Fuck. <laughs> Alec, I I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Alec, sensing that they were getting into dangerous territory, steers the subject to Magnus and the fact that he can't seem to track Sebastian since everything they have to use to track him uh, belongs to the real Sebastian Verlac, who is very probably super duper dead. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. We don't even really get to feel that for him. Well, and it seems like, okay, I'm sorry that we keep tangenting and I'm really sorry, but... It seems like part of when Amatis was telling this backstory about Selim. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it was Amatis. Anyway, it was a big deal that she wasn't able to be, like, have a shadow hunter burial mm-hmm. because she had committed suicide. Right. So it's really sad for this other Sebastian that he's not going to get his, like, last rites and stuff. Right. The words yeah. and mm-hmm. everything. He's mm-hmm. just probably in a ditch somewhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my piece. Unless he just paid him. Hey, I'll give you 20 bucks if I can take your spot on the plane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I didn't want to go back there anyway. Uh, so too bad they don't have anything to track fake Sebastian with since it could lead them straight to Valentine. Shucks, guys. <laughs> There's a very short exchange between Jace and Alec about Hodge's claims that about Hodge's claim that Lincoln is the mortal mirror. Jace calls it a crackpot theory, but I can't understand what would make him think it was bullshit. Like, everything aligns. The Fae call it the mirror of the dreams. The lake water has magical properties. In all the depictions of Raziel offering the mortal instruments to Jonathan Shadowhunter, he's rising from Lake Lynn with the other two instruments in his hands, and all indications suggest that the... <laughs> exactly. Can I see? Can I see? Don't open it. I won't. And all indication suggests that angels are humanoid and only have two hands. So it would make sense that the mirror wasn't something that he could be that could be held since Raziel didn't show up with a reusable Trader Joe's bag in tow. 
Okay, I just, it just seems to me like as soon as they heard about Lake Lynn, they would have been like, oh. Right. Yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> that makes total sense. Crazy. All the pieces fit. <clears throat> His eyes are so creepy. I feel like dark eyes would be less creepy than light eyes, even though I know mm-hmm. that mm. it's supposed to be opposite. I don't know. I just didn't expect him to have that haircut. Or those abs, bro. (laughs) I mean, he's an angel. That's fair. Yes. Anyway, Mm. I feel like they all would have just been like, oh, epiphany. We get it now. Yeah. Anyway, Jace is funny. But don't worry, folks. We don't have to dwell on the validity of Hodge's claim because the subject changed... Because the subject changes come so fast in this conversation, it's likely to give you whiplash. Speaking of which, Simon wants to know why fake Sebastian stuck around after he killed Max, since he was definitely going to get caught. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. Agreed. It doesn't make any sense. Something to do with Clary, because he followed her. I think it just has that, like, again, where he's kind of slipping up a little bit. I wonder if it's like he's like an evil overlord in training and he just wants to spread his like monologue wings and stuff and see what he can get away with okay he wants to go rogue and have his own plan yeah he's tired of being a henchman yeah he has ambition mm-hmm. it's okay. actually a good quality <laughs> So Clary thinks she's the reason fake Sebastian stuck around and not because he wanted a second hot date not that there was a first hot date it wasn't hot or a date <laughs> but it happened but it happened we were on a break <laughs> Jay suggests that fake Sebastian might have wanted Clary so he could bring her to Valentine's super secret evil overlord clubhouse yep Clary rejects this idea because Daddy has only ever had eyes for Jace, conveniently forgetting the fact that she packs a massive angel power and a point that Jace is quick to make. But Jace can't stop at that. He has to take it a step too far and suggest Clary be careful, a notion we all know she is actively allergic to. (laughs) Before Clay's can launch into another pissing match, Simon announces that he's going to go try to talk to Isabel. And, okay, I love Alec. <laughs> and even when he fumbles the ball, he's so adorable. <laughs> and so when St- Simon stands up and says that he's going to try and talk to Isabel, Alec's all incredulous and he's like, you? <laughs> and then he immediately realizes how rude that sounded and then tries to backpedal and is fucking glorious. Now that there's not, like, Aline or other Shadowhunters there to have to, like, rooster strut with right yeah you can see what kind of person he actually yeah is although putting on a fake facade of being a dick is still not great no and honestly i don't think that alec was being as much of a dick to simon because he was a downworlder as much as he was trying to show everyone in the room that he was the adult he's in charge Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it was it was more like but I'm the adult because I'm the only one that can go to the guard. Well, guess what? No one can go to the guard because it's fucking dust. Boom. All right. Um, where am I? Simon having. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Simon having been besties with a girl for the majority of his life is like, chill, bro. I got this. Yeah. And he's a sissy. Right? Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting about her. <laughs> Well, he used to have two sisters, but then the second edition came out. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to talk about all that. Okay. 
Okay, so we get a moment here where Clary is stewing on the fact that Simon is complete is a completely different person in so many ways. He's not scared or intimidated by the shadow hunters, and he's all grown up with the scars from her father's blood ritual to prove it. Now, okay, last episode we talked... It might have been a few episodes. I don't know. We talked about uh, vampire healing, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so... His his ribs healed, his hand healed when it was burned by the sun or whatever, but he still has the scars from the mortal so- sword. Do you think it's because it was made with the mortal sword? I do, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, f- I figured there had to have been some sort of... Like a loophole? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in what I think is a bit of jealousy, Clary reminds Simon that they promised Luke and Amatus that they would be back by sundown. But Jace jumps in and offers to walk Clary home and suggests that Simon can make his own way in the dark. He's a vampire lady. Come on. Right. Alec, because he's just the sweetest little soft boy ever, is uh, trying to make up for his previous blunder and goes off on a tangent about how Simon is strong and capable and a vampire and he don't need no shadow hunter to, uh, oh, you were joking, right? Anyways. Dude, <laughs> as I was reading this, I was like, that is Robin. That's why I made that joke about you being Alec recently. It was just so funny to that's, me. That's why um, Alec is Kristen's favorite character because. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. We're like twins. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. I find him the absolute most endearing character. Yeah. It's me. So yeah. here we are. Luke is still my favorite, so you can just fuck right off. Okay. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> okay, so Clace, yep, I'm saying it. Clace make their way to Amatis's house. <laughs> Clary is trying to enjoy her time with Jace because for some reason she's thinking it could somehow be their last time together. I don't know if maybe she's worried that they're going to go into battle. Yeah. Anyway, she's basically just staring at him the entire time, admiring his looks and taking him all in. You know, a look with your eyes, not touch with your hands sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so although she's re- reasoning, although her reasoning is likely different than other shadow hunters, I'm sure most of them aren't in love with their brother. But I mean, this is likely how all shadow hunters feel all the time. Mm-hmm. I guess that's just life, though. Like anyone could just leave and mm-hmm. working this all out as I'm saying it. Yeah, everyone could leave and just not that be their last. That was sad. Moving on. <laughs> Anyway, she breaks the awkwardness inside my mind by saying she's surprised Valentine went after um, Quizzy McGuire and not Daddy Luke. And Jay says that he believes that V-Tang respects Luke more than Quizzy, even if he's a downworlder. He thinks it's because Luke wants to change the clave in a very different way than Valentine does, but still. And Quizzy represents the current old school with a K, clave. Clary is Stop like, it. <laughs> cool. You you cool. should be jailed for that. That was a crime against the English language. You know, I think it would be better if you did S K E W L. Oh no. yeah, you're right. I fucked up big time. <laughs> All right, well Clary is like, yeah. And they were friends once, right? Like she's just she's gotta chime in, you know? So Jace Jace quotes something kind of um interesting. He says, Marks of that which once hath been. Which makes me wonder if Luke's marks did disappear when he changed. I don't know. I don't. I don't. So persons slash wolves can be scarred. We know that, mm-hmm. right? 
I don't think that they went away. I think that they like faded and became scars. Like, I don't, okay. How can they just go away? Mm-hmm. Okay, so in my brain, whenever a reference has been made to like rune scars, mm-hmm. to me, I don't think it's the scar isn't the shape of what the rune was. It seems like almost it's like a nick, like a little oh. white. Oh. The way that they describe it. Like these small white. Or unless mm-hmm. the runes are like micro tiny. That makes sense because of Jocelyn. But they're mm-hmm. not ever. Like in any picture we've ever seen of a rune, they're like, what, Massive. four, four inches yeah. maybe? Right. About like big runes. But in the thing, it's always says these small, tiny white scars. So it's almost like the what scars is where the steely first like, oh. like goes in. But uh-huh. I don't, steely, stelle, however we're saying Whatever. it. Yeah. That's interesting. Anyway, that's my... I like that. I hate mm. saying that word, but I don't know how else to describe I like it. it. Yeah. So maybe he still has those little tiny white scars, mm-hmm. but, and maybe his permanent runes have mm-hmm. faded into white scars. But mm-hmm. I still think it's cool to imagine Luke with runes. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I like it. Me too. I like it. I'm into it. It's probably not, but I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, he points out that it's like a lot easier to hate someone that you've cared about before. <laughs> He thinks that Valentine has a plan for Luke later down the road, you know, after he's won. <laughs> and Clary is like, ah, uh, no, he's not going to win. Uh, he can't beat us and the Downworlders. And Jace is like, listen, Luke is an idealist. Who knows if the Downworlders will even be allowed to fight with us? I'm certainly not an idealist. I'm a real bummer. A negative Nancy, if you will. <laughs> Okay, he didn't say that part. Anyway, Cleary reminds him that he's not like Luke in the sense, um, although he's not like Luke in that sense, he is also not like that giant douche canoe Valentine. <laughs> Before Jace can jump in to the self-loathing, loathing, jump on to self-loathing express. Jeez Louise, get that out. <laughs> Before Jace can jump onto the self-loathing express, he notices blood on Cleary's sleeve. And he checks her entire body from head to toe <laughs> to make sure the blood isn't hers. <laughs> like what you do with your kid? A hundred percent. Okay. I don't think he actually checked her from head to toe, but it would have been funny. <laughs> He's like, oh, blood on your sleeve. Better check your boobies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway. Oh, my God. Okay. Like you remember when your kids are little and they're crying, like just all of, like you were in the other room. Yeah. All of a sudden they're fucking crying and you run in and they're just like face red. Like they can't barely breathe. They're like, cry. <gasps> and they're like crying or whatever. And you're looking around trying to figure out why they're crying, but like you can't figure it out. So you're just like checking them. You're like, what is happening? Are you they really just like somewhere? dropped their waffle or something? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's something really stupid. You're like looking for lumps in their head or whatever. It's, yeah. Yep, totally. <laughs> That's what he's doing right now. Absolutely. Yeah. So Clary quickly realizes it must be Sebastian's blood. You know, from when she very awkwardly touched the dude that was totally giving her and everyone else creep vibes. She's like, Ugh, I thought I told that bitch Amatus to do my laundry. What a lazy bitch. <gasps> oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> She's basically like, I thought Amatus watched this. I guess not. But like, seriously, I just, you can't do your own laundry. What were you doing? No but one was talking They days. don't have yeah. electricity. That means she would have to wash that by hand. So would Amatis. No, that's what I meant. Oh, okay. I thought you meant Clary's. That was her reason. No, fuck Clary. <laughs> she needs to learn a new skill. Seriously. <laughs> Seems like this could come in handy later in life. <laughs> For real. Yeah. So anyway, Jay studies the blood and then refuses to tell Clary why. And she's like, okay, fine. Bye. <laughs> 
So I just want to read this little snippet from the book because it was a little weird to me. So it says, there was no way she could have known that the moment she turned her back, the smile vanished from Jace's face or that he stood for a long time in the darkness once the door was closed behind her, looking after her and twisting a small piece of thread over and over between his fingers. So we move over to Simon trying to talk to Isabel and she's not about it. She's yelling at him to go away. And after exhausting all of her names to yell at and come to rescue her from Simon trying to talk to her, she finally believes him that he is alone. So she opens the door and Simon sees the fucking disaster she's surrounded herself with. And holy shit, no. I can't even read it without cleaning something. <laughs> I'm cleaning right now. I gotta just make it stop. Clothes are everywhere. As Simon tries to look away from the bra that he spotted and Izzy just turns on the charm and she's like, oh, blushing vampire. <laughs> and Simon um, got a good look at the runes all over her body and thought about um, how Cleary would look like that someday. It's just strange. Like, this girl is basically, she's in, like, a slip, I think. Like, a little mm-hmm. nighty, basically, almost. And um, she's right in front of you. Her bra is over there, so she's probably not wearing one. And you're thinking about Clary again. I don't think he's thinking about Clary in a sexual way. I think he's thinking about it in the same way that Clary was just staring at him, thinking about how much he's changed. Yeah, okay. I think he's, so. he's seeing it and because, I mean, I'm sure he's never seen Isabel in such dress yes right (laughs) and so he's probably like holy shit like they are literally covered in these things and kind of like one of those things that makes you step away and like Mm -hmm. realize that things have changed a little bit faster than like you've really caught up with yeah it's still just been a few weeks really yeah i guess probably a couple (laughs) months at this point but it's been like a month and it's like six yeah. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn, a lot's happened, man. <laughs> well, I guess that kind of goes back to what Robin was saying, because she's obviously covered in scars that used to be runes. So that mm-hmm. totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense how they have space on their body to do more runes again, or the ones that fade, temporary right. ones. So anyway, Simon just jumps right in, telling her what had happened to Max was not her fault. And she ignores him, explaining that the object in her hand... Oh, she explains the object in her hand that she had absentmindedly been playing with. It was a wooden toy of Jace's that he had brought with him when he moved from Idris. It was sounds like it was like the only thing he, other than sounds like probably clothes, uh-huh. that he brought with him. And Jace never really talked about it much, but she believed that he made it himself, which is so cute. And I bet he had to learn like wood whittling somehow too. Mm-hmm. Like he just kept his schedule busy. Valentine did. <laughs> well, he didn't have any siblings yeah. or, or friends to play or with. TV either. Yeah. So yeah, I guess maybe he did that for fun. <laughs> so he took it jace took it everywhere with him and one day he gave it to max it was like just in max's hand one day so it's just interesting they don't really talk about the exchange or whatever but he obviously really maybe that's why he's so much more sad Mm because he really cared for max well my what i would think with this toy basically is i bet valentine wouldn't let him be occupied with frivolous things like toys so i bet he'd always like he probably just made it in secret and like kept it under the floorboard or something Mm -hmm. that's a really good point because I doubt that V-Tang would be cool with him, like, mm-hmm. doing something, like, as silly as playing or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's, it's like a little shadow hunter, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Like a toy uh-huh. soldier shadow yeah. hunter kind of a thing. Yeah. Well, it was in Max's hand when they found him. And she wonders if he had grabbed it when Sebastian attacked, like, sort of almost as, like, a mm-hmm. protection. I don't know. Just mm-hmm. something. I, I think more than the shock of Max being dead and the funeral and everything, this part and this, mm-hmm. like, conversation, that section, and, oh, that fucking killed me. Yeah. I was like, damn. Because to me it almost seems like 
Jace gave it to Max when he decided he wasn't a little kid anymore. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As a like, I don't need this anymore, but you need this because you're a little kid. And that just, oh, fuck, it just guts me. Yeah. To me, I always seem it's like something where like maybe he was like leaving to go. Like all, like when Max went to maybe Alicante with his parents and didn't mm-hmm. want to go. And it's like, we'll always be with you here. Take this. Yeah. Like, like maybe it's something Max always asked him about. Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I play with it? Mm-hmm. And, and Jace was like, no. And then one day he broke down and gave it to him as something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's very sad. So she goes on to tell Simon that um, she should have been there for Max and not just this little toy. Um, Simon tries to console her by reminding her that she was uncon- unconscious. Unconscious. Uh, she busts out angry Izzy and is like, bitch, he tried to warn us that he saw someone climbing the wards. We didn't believe him. We sent him back to bed. <laughs> yep, that's what we're all saying. Sorry, girl. <laughs> she believes that um, Sebastian was one of, the one that was climbing the towers, and that's why he killed Max to keep his secret. Like, he probably would have mm-hmm. left him alone, but he said something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But how does he know that he said something? Because he came he down was, and told the room. Oh, yeah, he was in the right. room. Mm-hmm. That's right. So how the the wards must have been pretty close if Sebastian was there, to the house. I mean, assuming mm-hmm. Sebastian's the one that exactly. took it down. If Isabel's yeah. right, right. I, yeah. Okay. So maybe like he, he must have been himself to go to the bathroom. Yeah, gotta mm-hmm. poop. I'll be gone a while. Don't look for me. He did some roof jumping. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he must have been the one that drew on the um, rune then yeah because that's what luke said there was a rune drawn in blood so yeah, he had was, demon blood yeah and if he, it was sebastian yeah exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. so simon starts to tell isabel sebastian about sebastian not really being related to the penhollows and she says she already knew <laughs> like damn no good cheese me to share all right fine you already knew so she admitted that she had been eavesdropping on the group until simon said he would come to try to talk to her so she ran away <laughs> she's like i'm still sad but i want to know what's going on yeah. <laughs> and to be honest with you she probably wants people to come try to make her feel better of course it's been everybody a few days. does yep. yeah there's nothing wrong with that yeah it would be weird to just come out of your room and like just be done you've got yeah. to have someone convince you i think mm-hmm. right. at that point so she feels like her only recourse is to kill simon no <laughs> what <laughs> Wait, maybe that was a slip on you know a freudian slip <laughs> She wants to kill Sebastian. Okay, okay. And Simon is like, uh, I don't know how that will help. And um, she resorts back to angry Izzy. And she's like, how the fuck would you know? Your dad is dead. Did you kill the motherfucker that did it? And Simon's like, no, he had a heart attack. So that's impossible. <laughs> that's my Luke Skywalker voice when he found out that what's his name is his father. Okay. okay. Anyway. Okay. It's interesting to find out how Simon's dad died because I don't think that we ever really talked about Not that before. before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it seems weird because Simon was pretty young when his dad died, right? He was like 12 or something like that. I think so, I think. yeah. It just seems very young for his dad to have had a heart attack. So can I get a like, no thank you? Mm-hmm. My husband had I a heart know. attack at 37. And I imagine that's probably how old his dad was about. Yeah. It's crazy. No, thank you. Good for him for changing things. Okay, so Isabel realizes what would make her feel better, and it's a little sexy time with Simon. So she starts putting on her best moves. It's <sighs> oh, a good time. So, you guys, Clary's in bed again. Dude. Fuck. But this time she didn't wake up. This is the city of beds. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't wake up this time because she's having, like, a little baby case of insomnia. And she's worried about Jace, Isabel, Simon, you know, the whole crew. Wait, 
You mean that being notified that you have 24 hours to live might make it hard to sleep? It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) So she's the first thing on her to do list is to tackle her nerves about Simon because he hasn't come back yet. So she goes to tell Daddy Luke, who puts on a coat and heads over to the Lightwoods new digs to check on him. Hashtag best faux dad ever. (laughs) Dude, really? Yeah. Like, could you imagine, like, you know, when you forget something in your car? And you're like, I don't want to give it, but you just got to like shug it on and go do it. Mm-hmm. This guy walked like who knows how far away to check on Siamese pants. Anyway, <laughs> Luke comes back like a short while later and he's like chuckling like, ha ha ha, which it, almost like, I don't know, a Hank Hill. No, his Minnesota mm-hmm. voice. I don't know. He's Simon's fine. Clary, you should get some sleep. That's what he says. Ha ha. Anyway, him and Amatis then head out to a meeting at the Accords Hall. Which makes Clary wonder if Quizzy Two Times Blood has been cleaned up yet. Like, oh yeah, who would do that? Once again, do we need a warlock to come clean this up, or is there like a cleaning person, like a shadow hunter that got in trouble, so they're on cleaning duty? Okay, or an excuse for a shadow hunter to have a higher paying job, and so yeah, maybe. they're like the best oh, yeah. paid janitors ever. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So never one to follow direction. Clary still can't sleep. She did not go to bed. Anyway. Of course not. She keeps replaying the scene in her head of V-Tang, like, ripping. I said ripping out, but we discussed it's not. Ripping okay. sideways Grampy Quizzy's heart. And then the way, like, he told her to keep her mouth shut about Ethereal if she knew what was good for her brother lover. Which then makes her think of the vision Vision he showed them, like, Ethereal. And then also wonder what the fuck is taking Magnus along with reviving her mamma jamma. However, I don't really think it's been that long. It's been like, what, three days? Like, mm-hmm. what if he had to go track down some like strange ingredients? Exactly. Like, yes. I have new. How are you going to find I knew? Yeah. Yeah. Like, in this season, come on. He's. <laughs> What's that one hand that's like, you have to take it from like a murderer or something? What? What? Um, a hand of glory? Yes. Thank you. So, like, an ingredient for a spell could be something called a hand of glory. And a hand of glory is the hand of a murderer. But that's the hand but that it's killed. the hand that they actually murdered with. Mm-hmm. How is that glory? Because he's dead and you have his hand? <laughs> Got it. So you, like, boil it down like Hocus Pocus. You have this big cauldron. And it just dissolves. Okay. Anyway. Clary is pulled from her torments by a rustling at the window and then a shock of angel light pouring in. Love it. (laughs) Which light? Anyway, she reaches for a seraph blade that she has on her nightstand um, when a hand lays down on hers. Like, you must be slow, bitch. She is. (laughs) Like, if this person got all the way over there to touch your hand and you're still trying to, like, fumble with your, is it in a tube? Is it out? It's like when you try to hit snooze and you're tired. You're just like, your eyes closed. Watch it be in a tube and she knocks it off the nightstand and then it rolls under the bed. Dude, of course it would because she loses it every day. Stelle. Okay, that's true. Fair. They haven't trusted her with it. Okay, she doesn't have one yet. (laughs) Okay, so you guys, I want to preface my life here. I remember this scene very fondly as a teenager. Okay. I know. And as an adult, I'm left with the feelings of wanting to shake Clary. (laughs) Like, grab her and, like, physically shake her. (laughs) Jace is amazing, but, like, that, like, oh, my God. So, we're going to, like, dig right into it. Okay. Okay. So, of course, 
it's her brother lover. Mm-hmm. It's Always is. And she's like, dude, what's wrong? Then she starts to feel self-conscious that she's in her pajamas. Although not too long ago, you know, when they were like tumbling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just weird. Like you're in PJs. Move on with your yep. life. Okay. They're not cute or sexy PJs. That's yeah. what she's embarrassed about. Okay. I think she just feels naked for some reason. I don't well, know. Okay. I mean, she probably doesn't have much to wear over there, so she might be pretty... I think she said it was like a, a tank top and mm-hmm. pajama bottoms. Like, okay, but cool. I answered the them? door for Amazon like that, okay? Right, right. exactly. Move on. Yeah. No bra. Yeah. <laughs> and ours are much bigger than hers. Right? Okay, I wear a bra. That's Kristen. I know, me doesn't too. Wear a bra. Anyway. <laughs> so... Jace gathers up all of his inner bro strength and stands silently, creepily at the foot of Clary's bed, still in his white morning clothes, which I feel like he's wearing, like, the only image I have in my mind of morning clothes is, like, a wife beater with, like, <laughs> oh my God, with, like, a, a jacket over it. And I, like... Okay, you know what I envision? Okay. So you know the Backstreet Boys Millennium yes, album? Yes, those oh. pants. Yeah, the pants with the big like, uh, like it's not a jacket. It's like a blazer, like a like a coat. Is what it, I'm imagining. It's almost like like a Dickies shirt, but like all white and like open with the with the like a t shirt underneath or whatever. But imagine the fabric as linen with runes on it. Like that's in my because head. It's that's like, it's what like I like linen, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Not like hell, here. you got what is wrong with you guys? I'm imagining ch- Chubbs. From Happy Gilmore, okay. when they go to the happy part, and Chubbs is in his white suit. Like, they're in all white. White suit, white tie, <laughs> everything's white. They're probably dressed nicely for a funeral. These are not wearing two-fourths of a jacket. Well, here's the thing. They, the jackets have rooms on them, right? They're red rooms. Yeah. So, to me, it almost looks like... Don't uh, like that. Yeah, they are, because they're morning rooms or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, it reminds me of, like, something that's totally, like, 90s that has, like, a tiger on the back. Yes! <laughs> It's an Ed Hardy original. Yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway, sounds like it was designed by Magnus. Okay, that's obviously not what he's wearing, but that's what my mind is telling yeah, me. It's okay. not great. <laughs> he's just going to start breaking into. Awesome. <laughs> to be fair, I could probably totally Google it, but that would just spoil the phone. Fun. Yes. Okay, it anyway. would. Being the good sister that she is. <laughs> yep. Clary asks if he's doing all right. Because the dude looks destroyed. And I just want to go my best, like, Anton is that, well, obviously. <laughs> anyway, Jay says that he doesn't know how he's doing. He's been wandering around Alicante because he, too, cannot sleep. And he wasn't going to come see her, but his feet moved without his brain really thinking about it. Like, when you can't remember the entire drive home, but somehow you didn't die. Seriously, dude, I've totally been there. Yeah. Okay. Seriously, that's great. Yeah. So Clary's like, OMG, you couldn't sleep? What's wrong? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <sighs> did something happen? Like, did you find out that your dad performed blood experiments on you Experiments on you when you were in the womb to turn you into a soulless demon? Or did maybe your adopted little brother die a horrible death by being beaten by a hammer from some dude that you thought was someone's cousin but turns out is a henchman for the most evil dude our people have ever come across that just happens to be yours and your would-be soulmate and lover if it wasn't for the whole taboo father thing? Like, is it that? Uh, yes. Anywho... Jay says that he just had to see her, so he came even though he knows he shouldn't. And Clary tells him to take a seat because he's freaking her out. Did something bad happen? And can we just reference my rant from above? Yeah. Like, yeah, right? dude's not all right. Yeah. Like, stop, stop it. Stop. 
It's not about your feelings right now. Oh, my God. Anyway, this dude is literally, like, shattered. That's great. Can I thought you... you were Googling the real thing. So did I. <laughs> I tried, but there wasn't any good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> this dude, Jace, is literally shattered. Can you just let him have a moment? Mm-hmm. Like, he puts on such a good warrior face. His family is also, like, suffering this huge life-shattering death. He can't expect Alec or Izzy, his pair bro tie and siblings and only friends, mm-hmm. to support, heal, and love him when they're going through the same thing. Girl, get your head on. Simon would know. Yeah. Absolutely. He would have the intuition. He would know for sure. Yep. Yeah. Quit somehow weirdly making it about, like, what's, you're scaring me. Oh, you mm-hmm. mean, you, you mean to tell me that Clary, Clarissa Fairchild makes everything about herself? It's weird. <laughs> I can't even believe it. I can't. I'm, I, yeah. Very I just, out of character, this yeah. whole chapter. <laughs> what, what, what an alternate universe are you living in? The J.J. <laughs> Abrams one. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Jay starts by telling her that what he is. Okay. Sorry. Jay starts by telling her that what he has been mulling around in his head is something that he always known because he hasn't hit it very well. And she tries to tell him, don't speak. I know just what you're thinking, and I don't need no reason. Don't tell me because it hurts. Dude, still one of the best albums ever. That was my first. Me that too. I with my own money. So, Jace lays all his cards down on the table instead. Okay, you ready? I am so ready. Okay. I'm so glad you have to do this and not me. Mm-hmm. So, he's drawn to Clary. Okay, okay. sorry. <laughs> you, you clicked and it made me confused. Sorry. Okay, starting again. He's drawn to Clary, like some really powerful magnet. It started from the first time they saw each other at Pandemonium. He begged Hodge to be the one that got to go get her. Doesn't seem like it would have been that hard, like there's two other people to choose from, but okay. (laughs) And even when he saw her the second time at the coffee shop with Simon, he had a bad case of the peanut butter and jellies. (laughs) He knew then and now that he is the only one that's supposed to be with Clary. Not Simon, not anyone else. She's the first and only girl... That the more time he spends with her, the more he wants to. Then, when she came to Renwick's to save them, he knew. Cupid shot his heart for, like, a few moments. (laughs) Then Daddy Tang showed up and ruined their lives. This bond wasn't true love. It was a sibling bond. He knew that God must have been punishing him because he didn't deserve to have someone in his life. But he couldn't figure out what he had done to be punished. So Clary cuts him off and interjects. Tells him that she feels the same way, so she must be being punished too. But they can't give in to their temptations. That it's their only chance to be together at all. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to be in the same room, jealous of the other one's spouse. You know, Game of Thrones shit. (laughs) Anyway, Jace is triggered. Like, okay, sounds good for you, but like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I will literally die inside watching you move on with your life without me by your side. Mm. And Clary's like, oh, my Jacefer, you won't care by then. Clary stops to try to imagine not caring either, and it seems impossible. Her, like, revved-up artist brain can only imagine blackness when she tries to think of him married and in love with someone else. And Clary begs him to please just pretend. And then Jace answers with what I consider to be the top ten quotable quotes from my book boyfriends. (laughs) And he says, there is no pretending, Jace said with absolute clarity. I love you. And I will love you until I die. And if there's a life after that, I will love you then. Except it says, I'll love you then. My bad. So, you guys, Jace did the toothpaste thing again. Yep. And Clary doesn't know how to respond. So she, like, stares at him. 
So he continues. Shake, shake her. Yeah. And I know you think I just want to be with you to show myself what a monster I am, he said. And maybe I am a monster. I don't know the answer to that. But what I do know is that even if there's demon blood inside me, there's human blood inside me as well. And I couldn't love you like I do if it wasn't at least a little bit human. Because demons want, but they don't love. And I... And then he cuts himself off, strides across the room and looks out through the window like he's freaking... What's his name? Mufasa. Okay. (laughs) Looking out over the kingdom. (laughs) Anyway, Clary calls out to him and like... Jay's come back. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. And he doesn't respond, so she gets up and stands next to him, resting her hand on his arm, which I think is creepy. Uh-huh. Like, when I read it first, I thought it was she was resting her head on his arm. Uh-huh. But it definitely says hand. I don't know. It's weird. Like, they're brother and sister or something. Yeah. It would make more sense if her hand was on his shoulder, although he's very tall. Right. Right. So. She's, like, yeah. she's holding his elbow. Yeah. I don't know. Touch and drag. <laughs> Touch and drug, I don't like that at yeah. all. <laughs> so, anyway, she's resting her hand on his arm, and they stare out the window together for a while, and Clary asks him what's wrong. She's like, what are we doing? And again, <laughs> duh, bitch. Like, seriously. I can't. So, Jace is like, yeah, you know, um, just kind of regretting the whole super romantic, sexy monologue back there, mainly because you just stared at me like a deer in the headlights and didn't say anything. Oops. <laughs> And Clary's like, well, you shocked me. I thought you hated me. And then, you know, that. Oh, I just can't. I know. Stop bringing it. Like, <sighs> Clary is literally standing in her own way. Yep. Yep. So Jace is like bewildered. Like he can't even fathom that her brain is thinking that way. And then he lightly touches her face and tells her that tomorrow they're either going to be at war with Valentine or under his rule. Hell, they could die tomorrow. This is the last time they could go to bed and wake up in the morning like normal. And he wants to spend it with Clary. Not like that, you perv Christian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, he just wants to lie down with her and wake up with her just one time. Just to see how it feels. Oh my god, I was going to say that. Just the tip. That's what I wrote. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> just to see how it feels. Oh. Okay. It's just one night. How much damage can that do in the big scheme of life? So Clary thinks that it could cause some serious damage to her pretending plan. But she concedes, knowing that for Jace, things can't get any worse, and there's nothing that she could do to make it better. The way he felt was forever, and really, the same was true for her. This was the one thing she wanted more than anything in her life, this night with Jace. Mm. Not reviving her mom, not to have V-Tang, like, not murder everybody. It's to sleep in a bed with Jace. (laughs) Anyway, so she tells him to close the curtains before he comes to bed because there's too much light in the room. And Jace, who's, like, shocked. (laughs) He's like, shit, that worked! deal obviously it worked anyway um he didn't i guess he didn't expect her to say yes like pulls her into a hug and like tries to start monologuing again but clary cuts him off and is like it's late come to bed it's just weird i would want to know everything he has to say like tell me everything right you're you, cheating we might about me die tomorrow yeah. yeah let's live and you know what Stuff. The, the consequences are a problem for tomorrow clary yeah Absolutely. next week Kristen, to deal with exactly <laughs> So they laid down next to each other and Clary imagined that like they're old and this is their normal bedtime routine like years into their marriage. What she doesn't realize (laughs) is that one person is always left turning off the lights and attending children. Anyway. And she's constantly. always. They grow up. Yeah. This is true. true. There's no light at the end of my tunnel yet. Yeah. After dinner, I don't see my kid. She's like, I'm retiring to my chambers. (laughs) Goodbye. 
Oh, like, geez. thank you for giving me su- sustenance, sustenance, but now I'm done. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> anyway, guys. Jace turns to her and says goodnight. And she, like, slides her hand to, like, brush against his. Then she feels his body tense and then relax. And, like, she looks at him and, like, he, like, making sure he closes his eyes and his mouth is, like, curling into a smile. She's like, hmm, wonder how hot he's going to look in the morning. <sighs> and then she just decides to, like, go all in and laces her fingers together. <laughs> That's going all in. For Clary at this moment. Whatever. Anyway, she laces her fingers together, telling him goodnight. And then I have to quote this because it's just so cute. With her hands clasped like children in a fairy tale, she fell asleep beside him in the dark. Mm. And that's it. That's how the series ends. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I don't understand why they couldn't cuddle. Like, they're not, whatever. Right? No one's going to know. Whatever. Just do it. Like, not do it. Unless you're ready. I mean, but if you want to. Yeah. Fuck it. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. It's just, it would be very uncomfortable. No one sleeps on their back, like, for real. Right. Come on. So no one's sleeping well. I know. And one of them's going to fart in the middle of the night. (laughs) That would be me, dude. That would be me. Look, the rule of the game is if you're asleep when you fart, you can't control it. It is what it is. Yeah. Right? But if you're awake and you fart, then that's your fault. Yeah. Don't do it in bed on purpose. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Anyway, make sure that you've read chapter 15, Things Fall Apart, for next week's episode. Yeah. Come back with us and we'll see how handsome Jace is when he wakes up. (laughs) (laughs) For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworlder Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.